This episode of Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs, is sponsored by River Avenue Digital and is intended for general educational purposes. Hey, it's for fun. For specific professional advice, reach out to any one of us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Alicia McCabe with First Steps Financial. I'm Josh Irons with River Avenue Digital. I'm Jason Meyer. I'm the principal lawyer at Meyer Business Law. And this week, we're going to be talking about delegating as you grow. When, how, and why should you delegate? And how do you know it's the right time? I love this topic because every time I've made a step I've made that step to hand somebody something, and it's freed me up to be a better boss, to be able to grow my business quickly and efficiently. We also have a special guest host this week, which we're very excited to talk to, and his name is Jeff Harris. He is the founder and owner of JMJV Merchant Solutions, a credit card processing brokerage based out of the Philadelphia area. And he has spent the entirety of his career in payments, focusing on helping business owners navigate the ever-changing payment landscape, don't we know it, while adhering to his motto, payments made simple. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. No problem. We're so happy to have you here. Um, so you have to tell us a little bit about how, I mean, you weren't born into this business. How did you start it? How did you get there? You know, you usually at this point get the dad joke that I went to college for it, but there was no major at Penn State for merchant <laughs> solutions or merchant services. Uh, I stumbled into it. I started working for a company that sold software into the health and fitness space. And if you wanted my management software, you got my billing and payments engine along with it. Uh, and I worked for that company for a decade and then moved on to another payment processor and built a book of business in hospitality outside sales, pulling doors, um, making friends and building that way. Uh, and then right around the start of the pandemic, uh, ended up going out on my own. Uh, the last two companies did some things really well that my clients loved. And they did some things that my clients were pretty vocal about not being fans of. So it was an opportunity to uh, bridge that gap. And uh, I ended up creating a brokerage where I represent nine credit card processors at the moment. Um, and get to have a conversation with new businesses and existing businesses about what they like, what they don't like, and see if I can find a fit and make it work for them from a cost standpoint. So that's the, the go-to-market. It's been an uh, incredibly fun and interesting ride, um, as fun and <laughs> as interesting as payments can be. But uh, it has been great being able to, to, to serve local businesses um, and then uh, businesses, quite frankly, all, all around the area. Oh, that's awesome. And look, you're talking to somebody who thinks accounting is super fun. So <laughs> when you talk about payments being fun, I'm all about it. Um, so, all right. So you're a broker. So that means that you can use, you have a choice of payment processing. So you're not tied to just one. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, the payment space, um, truth be told, costs are, are very relative, right? Between all the different platforms and, and processors and where the, the, the changes really come into play or the differentiators, I should say, are the technology that connects businesses to their customers. So at the beginning of COVID, no one wanted to talk to me. 
because they didn't know if they were going to be <laughs> open the next week, right? And payments was not something they wanted to talk to talk about. But as we started realizing how the world was going to be, it was trying to figure out creative ways for their customers to pay them, which would be, you know, creating an, uh, a way for them to pay online, like linking up with Josh and, and with River Avenue for e-commerce or creating some sort of um, invoicing platform that would compete with um, a number of them that are out there in the marketplace um, or, you know, accepting Apple Pay and contactless payments that for one reason or another weren't. Um, available on all the devices that were 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 out there, so it was having those types of conversations and figuring out ways that would make a business's customer comfortable paying them um, in person without handing the credit card over or having any any as minimal touching, for lack of a better term. Wow. Oh, okay. So the pandemic was a perfect time to start to develop some of these things. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the pandemic was a perfect time for, for anything, quite <laughs> frankly, but uh, it, it was certainly a, a time. It was certainly a time for businesses to, to figure out more creative ways to, to keep cash and, and business coming in the door. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So I'm sure that you're actually our topic for today. We're talking about delegating and you are definitely stepping into that because I know you've delegated some roles in your business. Um, and I'm actually going to turn to Jason because uh, Jason is talks about this all the time. <laughs> Jason, so, Jason's on the razor blade edge of uh, how to delegate. Yes. So, all right. So we're, we're think we're talking about delegating. Yeah. One of the things is when's the right time to do it? When is, how do you even know when the right time to delegate a task to somebody is and what what's like the first thing you do delegate jason do you have uh you're you're asking because i have to i, I have am. to say so this is this is a this is a way current topic for me and my businesses <laughs> uh I'm, I'm in the process of needing to delegate more um so my my first hand and <laughs> having delegated to two of the three of you on the call already um the the uh uh you know, so my first my, my first answer to when do you delegate is sooner than I did. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, but wait a minute. You know, I you think here's. Bring up I, a good I think. Point. Yeah, you, you bring know, up I think, a good point. Wait, wait, I think wait. I bring up a good point. Okay, you bring up a good point. All right. Why you said you said too you did it too late? Why? What does that mean? Well, I think entrepreneurs. You know, first of all, uh, you can be super busy. I mean, first of all, it depends what business you're in. There's some businesses you simply cannot run without staff, right? Um, but there are other businesses, consultancies, service uh, service companies, mm -hmm. um, knowledge-based companies, right? Where as an entrepreneur, it's like, number one, well, I may be busy now, but I'm going to be, be busy in two months to keep somebody else fed, A. B, as long as I am the one doing the work, I keep all the money that comes in. That's kind of appealing, yeah. um, right? I hate to, you know. Uh, my profit margin on my own time is 100% or near it. Uh, when I have somebody else come in, I've suddenly started to eat into that. Right on the flip side, of course, you know, uh, you're going to hit a you're going to hit a wall pretty soon of what your revenue could ever be if you only depend on the services that you make. Number one, number two, did you choose to be an entrepreneur? So as as uh, as I do it, uh, I, I've quoted MC Hammer on this. Right, I'm a factory, and hours are my widgets. And if it weren't for life, I could be billing in six digits. Um, the, um, 
right? Can't build this. Who, so who knew you could you could quote MC Hammer on they, this? There you, know you go. What? Well, paraphrase anyway. But the <laughs> the I think we should just stop now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mic drop. Sorry. Mic drop. Um, the point is, you're only going to get so much bigger. And and to me, that's one thing you're looking for. Is like you've hit the wall. You're not going to expand unless you expand staff. Um, and you would rather take down. You know, you'd rather take down a smaller percentage of a much bigger number than take down a big percentage of uh, that's all really all I got time for. Number one. Number two, why did you go into the business? Did you go into the business because you just I mean, I think this is looking in the mirror time. Did you go into this because you're just, you know, you're, you're looking to make some money and it's, you know, it's, it's a, that's as big as you ever want to get um, is what you can do on your own. It's certainly simple. Um or did you go into business because you want to build a business? And if you want to build a business, it means running a team and delegating and getting other people to do stuff. Um, I also think, you know, personal services, business consultancies, law firms, accounting firms, payment processing brokerages. You know, there's the old saying about those kinds of businesses. There's you're, there's two kinds of crazy. There's I don't have enough business. I'm, I'm going crazy because I don't have enough business to keep the doors open. And there's, I'm going crazy because I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. And as long as it's only you, you're, you're going to have one life or the other. There's no in between, right? So to me, you delegate to try and take the edge right. off, smooth okay. things out. Josh, how about you? How do you have, what was the first role you delegated? Do um, you remember? Yeah. So the, the way that I approach it is, I let the pressure build. I let the pressure build. I let the pressure build, and then I release the valve, and then bring somebody else on to delegate to, and then, and that cycle happened ten times already, um, over the past two years. So we kind of have a a good, a, yeah, a good, uh, a good vibe that way. But it, it, like when I think of delegation, one thing that somebody mentioned to me years ago that always stuck with me is that if you're doing the paperwork, you're the assistant. And you can't get out of your own way to do anything. Um, and I mean, I found myself in that position many times, and that's when I released the valve and try to bring somebody else on to help me out. And it could be on the social media side. It could be on the website side. It could be on the SEO side. But when you kind of put it all together, you have you end up having a team and you have to end up delegating. And I mean, this is, the, I think, a good transition into the next the next topic here. But how do you trust the ability to delegate? Because you're like, I would do it this way, whether it's better or worse, who knows? But it's hard to kind of, you know, make that decision to say, hey, I trust you. You do this. But I, I mean, I would have done it a totally different way. I'm, OK, so, Jeff, um, you've delegated roles. What how did you do it and why did you do it? I'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate MC Hammer into this conversation a second time. Um, <laughs> that was incredible, Jason. Yeah, so you should see you should see my pants. <laughs> so um, gold jumpers, just saying. So it's interesting because I've oh kind God. of gone a similar way to what Josh had mentioned, how he went, where he was kind of busting at the seams and then released the valve a little bit. Um, terrible analogy, but I think that's kind of the gist of it. Um, from my end, but, uh, it got to a point where I just, there was so many, so many things all over the place in terms of where I was focusing my time, where I was focusing my effort that, um, I realized I just, I couldn't continue to 
to operate in that fashion um, and keep the service level up to where I, where I, based on how I operate, how I sell. So um, I ended up bringing somebody on board who is doing a combination of 1099. They're 1099 employees, so they're doing outreach um, with business development, but also helping do also helping to do some of the things that I don't love doing in terms of the research and the putting processes together, et cetera. And what it's shown me is how the business is going to grow through the remainder of 2022 and 2023. Um, and it's been a really interesting, um, it, it's been really eye-opening to see that because if you would have asked me two years ago when I first started, it was very different than um, how the business will continue to grow from this point forward. So I don't know if that was specific enough or if that, if that helps. No, it's, it's, I love your answer because it, it speaks to growth. It speaks to delegating and hiring someone to allow the growth. I, I really, that's really what delegating is about. It's being able to grow and seeing where the company is going to go. I'm going back to Josh's point about trust. So we, okay. So I've been, I've owned this business for 10 years and I think 10 years ago, that's how I started to was releasing at the seams, like pressure builds up and you just like throw it at somebody. Um, I work in accounting, so we are much more of planners. So we, we are always hiring and always training people, getting ready for that next client. Yes. Are we taking on people that we don't have work for? Absolutely. But they have like this much work, teeny bit. So, um, but we continue working with them and giving them projects to do. To keep to to have we don't we don't use trust as something in our company because we deal with people's finances. So we try to put systems in place. And this is look, this we've been doing this a long time. This is not perfect and we still refine it all the time. But we have actually documenting everything we do. Now I'm super lucky. I work with accountants and they like to do that. Unlike creatives who are like, yes, we're squares. We like everything. Uh, you like boxes. You like yeah. <laughs> checking off boxes. They are like <clears throat> people, people are messy. Boxes are super awesome to check off. But what we do do is set up systems. And in those systems, they do have check boxes. So if I, as the owner, want to come in and see if they've completed something, I can see it. And that is really helped with delegating because it's defined the task and it's given what I want to see happen. Plus, my team is 100% remote, so I'm not looking over anybody's shoulder. I don't know if they're working. It's, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. That could be having tea. So I have I actually have a question for you guys. Um, and, and, it, and to me, it kind of gets to Jeff's where, where Jeff is at. Um, and finding out about a place, Elisa, where you are and where Josh is. So it's one thing to delegate. You know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who does some some business coaching, and and his point to me several years ago was like, look, if you're chief cook and bottle washer, at least find some other bottle washer. That is, you know, a lot of people can do the bottle. If if you're doing, like you said, Josh, right? If if, if you're being your own assistant, then then um, you're holding yourself back. So the first thing to delegate is that world of stuff that, you know, as, as the entrepreneur, as the founder, as, as the sort of center of it, uh, you know, maybe you're not that good at it to begin with, or at least your skills are not so much better than what you might find someone else to do, right? Easy thing to delegate, have somebody else to do it. I'm going to focus where I really add value. 
But then the business comes to a point where it's like, I need to start delegating the high value work. I need to hire. Mm -hmm. I need to start delegating. Elisa, you have to start delegating accounting. Josh, you have to start delegating marketing expertise and maybe writing. Right. Um, uh, that is sort of like another level of of delegation. Um, and I'm wondering about sort of the specific challenges of that and how you face them. Yeah, so, I mean, from my point of view there, you're right, Jason, it's two separate things. One is the admin part of things where I need my accounting taken care of. I need my accounts receivable. I need to know what my numbers are so I can make smart decisions. And then I need to find somebody smarter than me in SEO. I need to find somebody smarter than me in web design. And as long as I keep surrounding myself with people smarter than me, my business is going to store um, and I think that's, that's the path that I've chosen. And I, I can't agree with you more, Josh. Um, it is unbelievable that, um, if when you have those people around you that are smarter than you, how successful your company is, because Jason, to your point, like, how do you hire that next level person? So you, you have to actually have a profit going in your company. And, and know that it's going to take a hit when you hire that person until they learn how you do things. And then they can take over and you can actually step back and really focus on growing the company when you've delegated that high level work. It actually puts you to a higher level. The growth level as opposed to the production level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have no problem not being the smartest one in the room. And I think a lot of other business leaders and CEOs need to have that same approach. And that it's amazing how quickly success happens when you, when you do that. And I think it goes back to something that we spoke about in other episodes where it's hiring for values and hiring people who have a, a great track record. Yeah, now it's true that that is, um, always thinking when you're hiring of what you're hiring for, hiring for delegation, um, because you're always going to be delegating. That's what I think anyway. I mean, because eventually, I mean, you know, when you get to that level, are you going to delegate as the founder and step back and hire a CEO to run your company? So, so I, you know, Jeff and Elisa as the numbers people, any, you know, any rule of thumb, like, okay, my revenue is at X and it's time to bring in another pro. You do have to be making a profit. Well, I, because, and, and, and this is why, and it, it's because if you are making a, a decent profit and, and paying yourself, you definitely have room to pay somebody else. So until you get to that point, that means you've worked out your your expenses, your costs versus your revenues. And, and that really can make a difference. And that's hard to do without an accountant, which <laughs> because I mean, there there were times where I was like, seems like I'm making money. I'm I'm able to pay people. But when I have the detail, the finer points of detail of a full financial report, I'm able to again, be a lot smarter than I was right before that. Well, and for, for what it's worth to share personal experience, to me, part of it was having that profit. And the second part was 
handing the marketing to somebody else to make sure that the profit engine kept going. Um, so like I may be well, busy now, but I want to be busy in six months when I start to bring somebody else in. And that's actually a good point about delegating because a lot of business owners do their own marketing. They, a lot of most business owners do their own sales and their own marketing. And once you know that you're profitable, like you said, Jason, you want to make sure that keeps going and you delegate marketing, setting out delegating marketing is really important because once you do that and you can explain your product to a marketing firm and they can take over selling it, that frees up a whole bunch of time for you to do other things to grow your company. Yeah, counting on you, Josh. But you, but on, this, on the same <laughs> token, no, you, no pressure, man. No pressure. You have you have to have the conversation with someone like Elisa, right? To your point, Josh, what you mentioned earlier, to know what your numbers look like, right? And then we're not just talking about like a, on an annual basis when you're filing, but what does your profitability look like on a monthly on a monthly basis? Um, can you afford to bring that person in? Can you afford to outsource these things? And how do you afford? I guess um, to to do those is a really important thing to do um, when we're talking about delegating. So. I think it all stems back to to, yeah. to knowing what, to knowing your numbers and making sure you have access to them before you make those decisions. Oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and then we'll be back with our boss moves of the week. River Avenue Digital is a full-service marketing agency that leads with digital. We help small businesses not only find new clients, but engage better with the ones that they currently have. We take marketing off your to-do list. If you'd rather be someone shot of whiskey than everyone's cup of tea, reach out today. You can find us online at riveravenuedigital.com. We are rad. Okay, so today we're back and we are talking about delegating and we have really gotten into knowing your numbers and um, hiring for people who get what you're doing, understand your values and what your mission is. So we're going to go into our boss moves and uh, Josh, what is your boss move of the week? I'm going to say it's trusting people to fail forward um, because you have to let go in order to be successful. And it's the hardest thing, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And at one point it kind of clicked and no one's going to do it like I'm going to do it right or wrong, but let them do it their way and have a little bit of trust in them. And if they fall on their face, it's a lesson and we oh move forward. God. Amen. Uh, Jason, what's your boss move? Uh, I, I, if I can, I've got two boss moves. I'll make the second one quick. So <laughs> the, the first boss move follows on to what Josh said. And, I, and, and that is, in my experience, when you're delegating, I would take, and particularly adding to your, to your own team, I would take you know, ability, intellectual firepower, being a culture match. To me, those are much more important than does someone have previous experience? Do they have some particular technical skill? Um, and, and that to me goes to this, the follow on to what Josh said, which is, uh, you, you know what, I've had situations like I, I ran a legal publishing company and the question was, do I hire a lawyer and teach them how to write or a writer and let them learn about the law? And the answer was almost always, I'm better off with somebody who can write. They can learn the law, 
right? You could pick up a subject matter. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't have them practice law, but in terms of being a good journalist, they could pick up what they needed to do. But to teach someone a fundamental skill, like can you write? Can you think your way through this process? Can you understand instructions when I give them to you? Um, can you make the leap to deliver me what I want without me having told you absolutely every step of the process? Um, that to me is much more important in choosing to whom to delegate. And my second boss move is just is is a reference, is a citation, um, which is when you're delegating, um, remember to be careful on that question of whether somebody is a 1099 contractor or whether you make them an employee. That is a tricky question. We have a whole other podcast on that topic. Go listen to that podcast. But don't just automatically, oh, yep, 1099s. Don't hand them out like candy. Or the Department of Labor will be knocking on your door. <laughs> and that can, can become expensive. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, our guest co-host, Jeff, what is your boss move? Uh, sure. And that's a very, very, both very good points. Um, mine would be to take the time out, especially if you're at the beginning stages of this delegation process, like where I, I currently you know, have found myself. Take the time out to identify two things. What do you love doing about your business? And what do you do better than anyone else? What are those two things, right? Once you discover what those two things are, look at everything else that's on your plate and figure out how you can get that off of your plate, whether it's outsourcing it to another company or hiring, whatever that looks like and understanding your numbers so you know how to effectively do so. But figure out what you love doing and what you are incredibly good at doing and and really focus and go hard at those things and figure out ways to have the other stuff taken care of elsewhere. Yeah, if only I could find a way to get paid for eating and doing Wordle. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I love doing, what I'm really good at. There is Sorry. there is <laughs> no, there's ways. There's ways to do it. Jeff Jeff, I love that. I think that, that I think more people need to think about that as business owners. What do you love doing and what can no one else do? Um, my boss move is a nerd thing. So there's this there's this app called scribehow.com. And what it does is it's an extension that goes on your browser and you click it to record what you're doing on your screen. So it will record it, it'll take screenshots and it'll give written instructions on what you're doing. It is the most easy, awesome app you can use to tell people how to do something online. So that's my boss move. Uh, <laughs> So that's our episode for this week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jeff Harris of JMJB Merchant Solutions. Um, you can reach out to Jeff on his uh, on LinkedIn. You can find him there. You can also find him on Instagram under the handle JMJB Payments. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and share it with a friend. It's only found on the best podcasting sites. And we are looking forward to seeing everybody next time. Thank you again for being with us. Hi, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Bosses for Bosses, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can email us at info at smartboss.media. Also at smartboss.media, you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast 
watched and listened to, like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create, and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.